0: Today, we're talking about days two and three of the NFL drafts of Zachary Carter, Damian Pierce, and then we'll hit the undrafted free agents only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Monday. I'm Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole9Sports before getting into today's content. Just going to ask you like, subscribe wherever you're listening. Uh, leave a comment, review. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know how I can make it better. Getting into today's content, though, we're talking about the NFL draft, of course, I I promise this is going to be the last full episode of the NFL draft, but Zachary Carter to the Bengals was the pick. I like it. Uh, It was tail end of the third round, which is kind of where we should have expected him to go. Like I I said, I thought he'd be anytime on day two is where I thought he'd be capable of going, Uh, but you know, which I mean, he did obviously later day too. He, with the Cincinnati Bengals, he's probably going to play that three to five tech spot that they like to run with so often that Lou on a remote defense. That's what they like having as a pass rusher there. So that's probably going to be Zachary Carter's role. Um, just looking at his fit and their, their current roster, I don't think Zachary Carter is someone that's going to start for them right away. Uh, probably not going to start their if, if at all for another 2 3 years maybe because right now they have BJ Hill who has who last season was incredibly productive i believe he's from NC state he was there the new york giants and then got traded before the season last season uh but i think when you look at Zachary Carter you could say he could play immediately he's not going to be a starter but he could play immediately as a at the, at the very worst a rotational or a situational pass rusher, um, which is not a bad gig to have, especially for someone who throughout college, his primary trait was that he's a dominant pass rusher for the Florida Gators. So you get to do that. It's pretty much just that you can bring him in an obvious passing downs. Um, yeah. He's likely not going to start with BJ Hill in front of him, but I don't think they have anybody else that I'm like, Hey, like Zachary Carter should be behind them. Um, so With that defense, uh, he's he's probably going to at least rotate in with both end spots and that three to five tech role. They they have a four down line. Uh, I obviously don't see him playing that nose tackle role. He's just not he he's not a nose tackle. He's not capable of playing nose tackle right now. Um, Maybe if he adds that weight, we see him play instead of the uh, instead of the ends and the three to five tech. We see him play that three to five tech and inside even more as the zero or one tech so we could maybe see him do that but uh, I, I think it was a solid pick for the Bengals you know I think when you're a team that was just in the Super Bowl granted I still have no idea how they did it but when you're a team that just made the Super Bowl and you have the expectation now and the goal of well don't just make it this time win it uh one of the things you have to do is be able to consistently get a pass rush. Um, Trey Hendrickson did a great job for the Bengals last year, but Zachary Carter's coming in, and he's going to help that pass rush, especially, again, if someone gets hurt, Zachary Carter could step in at three spots on that defensive line without really missing a beat. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how they use him as well because Lou Anarumo with the Bengals has had the tendency to drop defensive linemen back into coverage every now and then, And that's not a big strong suit for Zachary Carter. Obviously, he's just he's known as just a rusher. You know, he's not not a uh, not a refined run defender. He's not used to playing in coverage. But we're also at the point where it it, it's this late late day two. You're adding a player who's going to contribute at all this year. That that's a big plus. He's going to contribute in the future. And yeah, it wouldn't shock me if we see him drop back in coverage, especially because I think he's better suited to be the drop back in coverage guy over B.J. Hill if you're dropping your 3-5 to five take back. But also, my opinion differs a little from uh, from some people in Locked On, and you're about to hear what they had to say as we're going to kind of go to when Zach Carter got picked uh, with the Locked On NFL Draft live show, also featuring Jake Liscow from Locked On
1: Bengals. The is Bengals' pick mean? is in. They don't have any problems at the quarterback position. They've got they've got uh, ice water in his veins, Joe Burrow. The pick is Zachary <laughs> Carter, offensive or defensive tackle. Excuse me, from Florida. We haven't seen a lot of Florida guys go. This is a program that has not been what we thought it could be. I, we thought Damian Pierce would be probably the first Gator um, to go off the board today. Uh, what what do we see from Carter? I like him inside. I will tell you that. I know that he can. He has some versatility, but. That was my preference when I watched him. I, I don't know exactly how much you can plug him in day one, but he's a guy that I think can get in there, find a role, work with the guys in front of him, and I think he can come along here in the next season or two. You know who I bet knows, Jake Lisko from Locked on Bengals. He knows, and Kanani Stevens. That's why, that's why she's there talking to him.
0: He's very smart. He predicted this. He actually had this mocked up that they were going to take this pick at this point. So do you have a crystal ball? How did you figure this out? He fits a few things that the Bengals like <laughs> in their defensive linemen. When you look back at their history and, and the kind of defensive lineman that they pick and he has some versatility. I'm surprised by the pick. I think I had it around later okay. in my predictive mock draft. So this is earlier than I thought it would be for Zachary Carter, but he does fit something the Bengals are looking for, which is a five tech who can play a little bit of three tech. He's going to play inside the defensive ends for the Bengals. He's not going to be an edge rusher for them. I don't think. And he should provide a little bit of versatility that they'll like. And primarily, I think what they're looking for with this pick is replacing Larry Ogunjobi. And so they're looking for a guy that's kind of a penetrator upfield more than a guy who's going to hold his ground a ton. They're looking for a one gap disruptor. It's spring break time. It's actually after spring break time at this point. It's May 2nd. It is time to get in shape if that's something you're trying to do. Add Build Bar to your plan. It's going to help you a ton. I've been very open. I have a <sighs> hardcore <laughs> sweet tooth. Uh, I, I ate ice cream once the NFL draft ended. I was like, I'm so stressed. I'm just going to eat ice cream. Um, but it's already coated in 100% chocolate built Bar. Most bars have 130 calories, just four net carbs, along with 17 grams of protein. Throw out the hidden stashes, the Reese's in the desk drawer, the Kit Kat in the cupboard, um, whatever you have, wherever you have it. I don't care. Build Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors and they are just so good. Always. You'll never get bored. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, locked one to get 15% off of your next order with Build or BuildBar.com. Thanks again for making Lock Night going your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Now we are talking about the other Florida Gators draft pick here. Uh, It was very unfortunate. They had three draft picks, which is like, yay, picks. Um, But it it sucked. I was hoping for at least one more. Um, I expected another one, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, Damian Pierce to the Houston Texans. He was the third pick on day three. Uh, He was a very early pick on day three. There is no reason that Damian Pierce can't be the primary back this year in Houston because right now and they do have a lot of players in the backfield. They've got Marlon Mack, Rex Burkhead, Dario Gunball, uh, Jet Anderson, Scotty Phillips, and Royce Freeman. So they've got all those running backs. They've got a bunch of guys. Uh but are there any of them really good? I don't know. Um they they lack someone I think who can be a consistent and reliable running back number one. And Damian Pierce could be that easily. Like, like there is no doubt in my mind he could be that. Also going to help ease the pressure off of Davis Mills. But what I really like about that regarding Davis Mills is you look at the running backs that I just listed. I don't think any of them are that good as pass protectors. You look at Damian Pierce and you go, well, he's the best pass-protecting running back in this draft class. So we have him there to not only take the pressure off Davis Mills by... Uh, boosting the run game but take the pressure off davis mills by literally taking the pressure off him by pass protecting and actually keeping the pocket cleaner than it would with pretty much any other back so i think that's big i also i also just really like the fit like i I think that uh damian pierce is a guy where he could fit in pretty much any scheme there there obviously might be some that fit him better but i think he could play in any scheme step in any scheme and be like okay like, like we're ready to go this is this is good with us um so, so there's that where I, I think he could step in and play right away. Even if he's not the primary starter, I would think it, if it's not Damian Pierce, probably Marlon Mack at that point. But even then, like Marlon Mack has been better as a uh, running back by committee type guy. So I, I don't think he's going to be anything special. But the Texans added Damian Pierce, and that was good too because right after the Texans added Damian Pierce, we started seeing a run on running backs happen. And people were like, well... Good thing that Texas took like Damian Pierce here because we don't know who they would have been able to take later on in the draft. Uh, but it, it's a pick that I really like. Uh, I've been very vocal. Like Damian Pierce is my fourth running back in the class. I think he's the fourth best back in the class. And primarily, like, because he's got such a high ceiling right now. Um, I don't know if – or he's got such a high floor. Um, I don't know what his ceiling is per se, But I I know that his floor is a consistent contributing running back. Like, I I, I know that at the absolute worst, he is a reliable guy where he could have kind of a... I'm trying to think of someone that you guys... Okay, Jaguars fans. He could have kind of like a Carlos Hyde-type career. Carlos Hyde was a Texan, I think, at one point, too. Uh, But he could have a Carlos Hyde-type career where he's never going to be amazing but he's always going to be around and he's always going to be contributing somewhere. So I think that could happen. I think he could have a, a better career than that. Cause I think he's a better rusher than Carlos Hyde. Cause Carlos Hyde is the type of guy where you go, I forgot who said it, but there was a, uh, there was a saying about Carlos Hyde when he was in the draft class. And it was like, Carlos Hyde is the type of guy where if you need two yards, he's going to get you three yards. If you need three yards, he's going to get you three yards. If you need four yards, he's going to get you three yards. You yards, he's gonna you three yards. <laughs> like he's just going to get three yards per carry every single time. Uh Damian Pierce, I think, will be a little bit better than that. I think he's got a little little more wiggle than Carlos Hyde and maybe more punch. Uh definitely a better pass contributor. Um but I think you kind of just stick around and and uh always contribute i'm trying to think if there's another running back that i could compare him to but there's not off the top of my head right now uh it's been a long weekend i'm completely gassed here um, but you know I, I i think the damian pierce pick was very nice i think that there were no gators picks where i was like that pop that pick just is not a good spot for them where there were some places where i said like that pick is just not a good place for them to go uh but that didn't happen with the gators this year you know of course it was only three gators drafted in Kyrie uh, Zachary Carter to the Bengals, and then Damian Pierce to the Texans, and Kyrie, of course, went to the Bills. But we do have uh, another opinion to give you guys because we are going to once again go back to the Lockdown NFL Draft live show with Ryan Tracy, Peter Bukowski, Isaiah Standback, uh Eric Crocker.
1: Damian Pierce is the pick for the Houston Texans. We mentioned him earlier when we had Brandon Olsen in to talk about the Florida players. Interesting thing about Damian Pierce, his mom signed him up for football when he was seven against his wishes. He didn't want to play. And now he is uh, a fourth round pick for Thanks, the Houston, Texas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Interesting also, he was not even the number one running back on the Florida team, but ended up with the most carries on that squad. This is Nick Casero getting tougher. This is, yeah. this is, this is a big dude. Ryan, what, what do you think? What did you think about Pierce? My favorite aspect of him is he is number six in this draft class in terms of forcing missed tackles, mm. and that is running hard. Straight-ahead athlete, his lateral agility isn't quite the best, but that's all right. He does what he does. He's going to hit that hole, and he's going to make you drag him down. I think that helps a Houston offense that needs to kind of find itself, needs to help Mills out a little bit more as well, right? So I like this fit.
0: I think when you start looking at some of the players Houston Texans have drafted so far, <laughs> Derek Stingley Jr., love it. Kenyon Green, love it. Jalen Petrie, John Mechie, Harris, and now Pierce. I mean, this is kind of a a dominating class that they brought in so far. The NFL draft is done if you did happen to make any bets and you did happen to win. Like if you bet the, like, like if you bet that Malik Willis would still be there after pick like nine and a half, congratulations. Um, if you bet one QB in the first round, congratulations. This is, that was wow. Uh, no running backs in the first round. <sighs> congratulations. And I hope you took a deep hell because the Jets were trying to trade into the first round to draft Brees Hall. Uh, but, again, not what happened. BetOnline.net is where you could have things as your number one for all of your betting needs and sports information i've been using bet online for years made myself some money during the nfl draft which is really fun uh it's not just basketball not just football not just baseball not just boxing everything they have there not even just sports though reality tv award shows finances politics whatever you want to do just so much there head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all the trends and action check out bet online it's where the game starts to wrap up today's show we are talking about Florida Gators undrafted free agents we're gonna I mean I'm gonna go in the order that I saw them signed uh so there's there's just three but I'm going in the order again that I saw them get signed after the draft which means first up is Jeremiah moon he was a quick signing like you could tell the Ravens were interested in him uh, he signed with the Baltimore Ravens almost immediately after the 2022 NFL Draft. And this is just like, this is an, an, an insane fit. I don't know how else I could say it. And here's the thing. With Jeremiah Moon, I don't know if he'll play this year. I don't know if he'll even make the roster or if he'll be a practice squad player. But when you sign with the Baltimore Ravens, there are historically... Very few teams that are better at developing defensive players than the Baltimore Ravens, and there are also very few teams that historically have been more uh, more flexible for players that have a a, a multi position skill set, like like Jeremiah Moon, is someone who could play the edge and he could play off ball linebacker, and I think he'll play more edge than anything else but the Baltimore Ravens are going to go, well, it doesn't matter what you play more. We're just going to play wherever you excel more than anything else. And also with the Baltimore Ravens, I think you can pretty safely say Jeremiah Moon is going to be someone that we see play special teams week in, week out, and make plays on pretty much maybe not kick, maybe not like their PAT team or their field goal team, but I think – Every other team we will see. <laughs> I, I think every other facet of special teams will see Jeremiah Moon participate in and probably make an impact just with his general height, late speed freak that he is. Um, I think we'll at least see him make an impact somewhere, even if it's special teams. And again, might not be this year, but somewhere down the line, I think that we'll, we'll see Jeremiah Moon find some success. The next one that I saw was Gene DeLance. Which... I was a little surprised about it because earlier I said that there was I was expecting at least one more um, one more Florida Gator to get drafted. It was Gene DeLance that I expected. Uh, and I get it a lot of Gators fans. Whoof my lordy, you guys hate Gene DeLance. Um but here's the thing. When you look at the NFL, it doesn't matter if you were successful in college or not. It matters what you put on tape. And what Gene DeLance put on tape was that he is an athletic offensive tackle with a ton of length um, that was pretty poorly coached. So you look at that and and he's got a ton of work to do as a technician, of course. Um, he's probably going to have to add some weight, but you look at that and you go, well, we can mold him into someone that's going to be very helpful for this team. Uh, so I thought that a team would just take a flyer on him in the sixth or seventh round and just go, Guess what? When you look at a sixth or seventh round pick, it's pretty rare that they ever even really contribute to a team. Um, and I think that's fair to say. Like, like the average NFL career is 3.3 3 years, whether you're a first round pick, seventh round pick, undrafted, it doesn't matter. If you take all of it, it averages out to 3.3 3 years. Um, so, sixth, seventh round picks, a lot of times just go ghost, is what it is. Um, but Gene Delance is someone who you could put on the practice squad and you could develop him. Uh, He is with the Chicago Bears now, uh, who, by the way, they have had a strong undrafted free agency class. And something tells me it's going to get better during this week. Um, Specific linebacker that they're going to add, but not from Florida. Um, But Gene DeLance is someone who, with the Bears, won't play early, but their offensive line is terrible. So he's got an actual decent shot at making the roster. And then just working on developing from there on out is on him and that coaching staff and just making him better. Final Gator undrafted free agent that we know at this point has signed Malik Davis. Uh, running back slash slot receiver. I guess we'll go with that. Um, but Tony Pollard, it needs a new contract. Like I mentioned, I mentioned this, by the way, last week, and we mentioned this weeks ago that Malik Davis could be a Cowboy and that it wouldn't shock us. Tony Pollard needs a new contract. The Dallas Cowboys are kind of stuck with Ezekiel Elliott's contract. The Dallas Cowboys also probably won't be super interested in in extending Tony Pollard because they've gotten burned by extending a running back already. So they'll probably change there. And if you kind of just connect the dots, I think this was a very obvious pick. Like even on Friday's episode of Lockdown Gators, I I gave some teams where I was like, I think this team... Every team where I said um, I think they'll end up with this team is just like I knew that they met with that team and I think they'd be a good fit. Malik Davis, I said Cowboys. Like that—that that was the only one I got right, but it was the obvious one. It was Malik Davis is going to be a Cowboy if he goes undrafted because he is just—he he fits exactly what they want to do. He fits that Tony Pollard role to a T, which is like how other NFL teams didn't see that and go. We should snake him just just to be spiteful. That happens all the time in the NFC South with the Panthers, Bucks, Saints, and Falcons. Um, sorry, I forgot for a second. They've been so relevant for so long now. Um, but Malik Davis. I mean, I, I thought that they would. Someone from the NFC East would snake him because it was very clear the Cowboys wanted him, and the Cowboys clearly were like, we could we don't have to draft him. We could we could sign him and have him. And if we don't, then so what? He's not going to be this big focal point. But uh. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a great signing. I do. I hate it because I'm a Giants fan, so I hate it. But I think Malik Davis is one of those guys where we could see him actually make the team or be a practice squad guy for a year and 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 then make the team, which wouldn't shock me either, especially with Tony Pollard's contract. So Malik Davis could be someone that they just stash and keep on their roster. If I'm them, I would keep him on the 53, and I would just be like, hey, man, like like we're just going to do what we can to kind of keep you with us because we, we have big plans for you. But we'll see what happens. But that was an obvious pick. I, I again, when we look at who went where, like I, I hate the Bears coaching staff. Um, but Jean Delance could go there and play pretty early, maybe not play immediately, but in a year or two with some development, he could play with the Chicago Bears. Their offensive line is so terrible. Jeremiah Moon probably wasn't gonna play this year, no matter where he went. At least he's going to one of the best places that develop uh that develop edge rushers and linebackers. Emily Davis went to the team that wanted him the most. So they all went to different teams for different reasons. Uh, But I like all the thought process that went into their signing. Uh, And I like it. And then tomorrow we are going to get into Gators football. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. And we will be back tomorrow with more on your Florida Gators. Now make your second listen Lockdown NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, Bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all my written work with Whole9Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports, and I'll see you all tomorrow.